Welcome to Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And we're very excited to tell you more about Bashar. Bashar! And a very good day to you. <laughs> you may remember Bashar from a year ago, two years ago, a year ago. Two years ago? A year ago? Two years ago? A year ago? <laughs> I'm not going to break this loop. <laughs> it was at a previous Conscious Life Expo that we Last first Last year. I looked met. it up. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. May 2022. That we met Bashar, a.k.a. Daryl Anka. He's the one who channels Bashar. Whoa, a.k.a. Daring Claim. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, maybe that's presumptuous. Uh, you you want to read the description from okay, this year's yeah. Conscious Life Expo okay, and schedule? Then, and then we'll translate it. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, Bashar, channeled by Daryl Anka for over 35... Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Already they tripped a wire for Carrie for over 35 over years. Over 35 Is it 36? Years? No. Yeah, exactly. You just wrote this bio for this program. Yeah, make it You know how many years it is? 2023. Oh, my God. Okay, all right. Calm down, Carrie. You got to get through this. For over 35 years, Daryl Anka has channeled the remarkable multidimensional being known as Bashar. Bashar describes himself as an extraterrestrial being from the future, a, quote, contact specialist, unquote, who is specifically involved in preparing Earth for extraterrestrial contact. Contact is capitalized. He explores a wide range of subjects from a unique perspective of knowledge with great insight, humor, and a profound understanding of how we each manifest our experience. And then this is interesting. He seems to have provided a second image for his bio. Other people just get a headshot. He gets a full body shot at the bottom there. Right. Interesting. I wonder if it's because he didn't provide enough text. So they're like, let's just put another picture. I like to think that he submitted his bio and he was like, this is part of it. This goes at the bottom. (laughs) All right. Of him with his hands clasped channeling actively with a, a cool little uh, hexagon pattern behind him. Yeah. I've seen that before in some of his videos, so that must be his usual transmission spot. And on either side of him are glowing orbs, like glowing crystal balls on either oh. side of him, and a balloon? Yeah, yeah, they do some really cool little light show things with those. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's like some quartz crystals in them, if, they, if they're the ones I'm thinking of from the videos I've seen. Anyways, he's got a nice little setup for his transmissions. There's also a balloon edging its way into frame, maybe a birthday transmission. Well, uh, yeah, we've talked about Bashar before, so if you haven't heard the previous one, or maybe just to remind you, uh, Daryl Anka, you may even recognize his last name, he is the nephew of Paul Anka, the popular singer. Yes, famous for being not very nice. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's got a reputation of being kind of a jerk, huh? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I haven't met him. But... Nice singing voice. Yeah. So his nephew... Daryl claims that he can channel an extraterrestrial entity, an alien, by sitting there and focusing really hard and going into this sort of trance state. Mm-hmm. 
that will make him a conduit for this alien creature to speak through Daryl and even overtake his whole body and personality and speaking style. Which puts him in a class of channelers. This is a niche you can fill in the spiritual community of Mm -hmm. someone who, it's kind of an interesting flex where you're saying, well, this isn't coming from me per se, but... Somebody else is inhabiting me and using my mouth mm-hmm. and using my senses to be present here with you all. And you know, what you're going to hear sounds like either their voice or kind of a modified version of it because I'm taking over them and I'm speaking to you. But also interesting to note, he originally had a career in visual impressions. <laughs> that would be so great. No, he could have used some. <laughs> he could a little have, more training. <laughs> he could have used a little more training on that. Instead, he was like a model builder for visual effects and films. Right. And yeah. did uh, compositing as well. That's cool. Uh, but then decided, hey, I could maybe be a channel of an alien presence. Yes. Uh, I just got his book and I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. What, what's it called? Book. Book. Yeah. That's my <laughs> That'd be story a great and I'm sticking to it. Book. <laughs> it's by Daryl Inka. I think before he knew that he could contact Bashar. There's always an interesting interplay with Bashar and Daryl Anka and who's kind of claimed as author of what. Because he'll regularly reference like, oh, and you'll hear from the channel, meaning Daryl, mm. something later. We'll, we'll get to that. But he has, mm. they'll each kind of refer to the other and he kind of keeps them as separate entities with separate ideas. Yeah, I see Daryl Enka is listed as an author on Bashar, Blueprint for Change, A Message from Our Future. Okay. And the book that I got by Daryl Enka is called Quest for Truth, 100 Insights That Could Change Your Life. And that's just by Daryl Enka and Steve Myers. No mention of Bashar at that point. That was 1997, and that's the one I just got. Okay, yeah. And as we had discussed on the previous podcast about Bashar, he had kind of dabbled in the spiritual realm and field before I think he sort of settled on this Bashar thing. Mm-hmm. So we were very excited to see that he was yet again a headline speaker at the Conscious Life Expo, and others were excited as well because we've been talking about these rooms being packed. This was the biggest room, and it was hugely packed. Yeah. This was, I think, the most popular talk of the conference, as far as I know. That's probably right. I was sitting in the back, and there were a couple of empty seats, so it wasn't technically sold out, but it was close, Well, and, and there were people standing. And you say sold out. This was like a premium workshop too you also had to pay 45 bucks yeah to get in or was it 55 at the door if you hadn't oh maybe bought in I, advance I bought in advance oh fancy yeah uh this was one of those moments where me having bought that platinum all access overpriced pass really paid off yeah because you texted me and said hey this line for Bashar is insane yes you might want to get over here it so, really was it was like climbing around the hotel mm-hmm yeah, this happens occasionally where there's one of these marquee events and just everybody's back to back and crowded and you're trying to like fight to get around and figure out where the line even ends or maybe you're trying to go for something else. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's and you have to go through this tiny hall to get to some other talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not well-managed excuse crowd me, control. Excuse me, I'm trying to get into this quantum <laughs> healing talk right behind. Excuse me, sorry, I'm not trying to cut. Okay, thank yep, you. Bye. Yep. So, yeah, this was at 6 p.m. on Sunday. And so I sauntered over and they saw me with my premium access pass. And they're like, oh, head on in, sir. Yeah. So I got to go sit in the front row. 
Whoa, yeah, hey. That's where I was hanging out. And Bashar was up there and sort of chatting with Jimmy Church. Okay, Jimmy Church, he's here. He's going to do the intro. Thank goodness. We love Jimmy Church. And so I set up, and at this point, I had brought an iPad along with a keyboard on it. I was like, this is a good way to take notes. So I sat up with my keyboard and the Ross discovers typing for the first time. Yeah, it's amazing. You all love it. <laughs> yeah, try it sometime. Try <laughs> typing. Uh, these two young, very pretty ladies sat next to me, probably college age. They were friends with Jimmy Church. So he oh, kept he kept kind of like uh, looking over at them. I don't know, like exchanging little jokes with them. So I couldn't tell if it was this sort of like weird, creepy, why are you hanging out with this older guy situation or if like it's his niece or something. Who, uh-huh, kn- who uh-huh. knows? But they were clearly there on his sort of special dispensation. Okay. And at first I didn't think that they were even into this whole alien thing. But later on I noticed they were like clapping along with some of the talking points and, oh, okay, you seem to care about disclosure. So, okay, all right, maybe you're more into this than I thought initially. So Jimmy Church is a radio personality who hosts a show about E.T. stuff. He sure does. So and he has this deep, booming voice that we love. Yeah, kind of affected, I would like to think. And uh, yeah, he's a host at many of these events, including Conscious Life Expo. But yeah, you'll see him elsewhere, or at least we do in our investigations. So I saw them talking beforehand, him and Daryl. They were close by, but I didn't have anything that I felt immediately like, oh, I need to go talk to Daryl about X. Yeah. I, so I could have probably had that opportunity. Oh, whoa, really? But, yeah, I, I okay. couldn't think of anything like, oh, I need to get this question. Hey, real quick, do you believe any of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Uh, so let's describe Daryl Anka. Yeah, okay. He's, oh, goodness, I guess we could get an exact age for him, huh? Oh, yeah, that's probably right. He probably has one. 70, oh, whoa, he's 71. I should have had you guess. Oh, yeah. I would not have guessed that. 71. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very spry. Yeah, pretty spry for a white guy. Sure. And for a 71-year-old guy. Yeah, and he's uh, got a shaved bald head, and he wears thin, like, metal-framed glasses. Mm-hmm, hmm And in this case, he was wearing just, you know, jeans and a button-up short-sleeve black shirt and uh, New Balance sneakers. So I, I think the last time we saw him, he was just over Zoom or, you know, some sort of... Oh, that's right. He wasn't there in person. And he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt that time. That's right. So this time he was in the flesh, which is, you know, exciting. But yeah, he doesn't really dress up for this. It's not like, let's go out like I would for fine dining. Let's put on a blazer. Nope. Yeah. Pretty cash. He's kind of the definition of nebbish. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like features to describe about his face, and I don't have too many. Yeah. Okay, also, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted by an Indiegogo he seems to have started. Okay. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) I guess he was trying to raise a bunch of money to do escape rooms. Oh, he's quite the entrepreneur. Our friend Daryl Anka. He was trying to raise $150,000 to do escape rooms. Listen, I love escape rooms, but I can't imagine asking my friends to pay $150,000 for me to go to all the escape rooms. How did he do? Um, Do you want to guess? I'm going to say $30,000. $3,045. Okay. 2%. Guess that's not happening. There will be no escape. Yeah. My, my, my. Okay. Back, okay, <laughs> back to how he looks. Yeah, let's see. Um, He's got kind of a wide mouth. There's something fish-like about him. <laughs> yeah? 
Um, I, I'm thinking more of like a, like a frog. Listen, yeah. listen, frogs are cute. That this works. isn't, <laughs> we're not, we're not trashing on it. We're not bashing yeah. Bashar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C- cute, cute, <laughs> a cute frog. Yeah. A cute 71 year old frog. Friendly looking. Yeah. So he sat on a chair in front of the room of goodness, like 800 people, Maybe more. It, it was a packed room. Something like that. Yeah. And when you think that it's paid, that each person there represents, you know, 45 bucks. Yes. Let's crunch that. Let's assume 800. Okay. Uh, Ross is probably doing this in his head. I'm doing it with my fingers. No, do it. 800 times 45. It's going to be short of 45,000. So 80% of that. So maybe like 38,000. 36,000. Okay. Wow. Okay. So even if he got a quarter of that, yeah, that's what a nine thousand dollars. Yeah, it could be a lucrative event. Damn. Yeah. For sure. So I'm sitting up in the front, and everybody else is finally let in, and it's just this madhouse, and they're trying to like guide everybody. Okay, find your seat, sit down. We need to, just like they did last time, we need to assign tickets for people who are going to ask questions. Right. So they do a raffle system. Mm -hmm. You get a raffle ticket. You put it in a basket. Then Daryl Anka himself pulls out maybe 20 or so tickets. I remember you told me you were number 580. So they started calling out numbers. They got pretty close to yours a couple times. Sure. You know, people would then line up on the side of the room. And I remember last time he got through questions fast enough that they had to like call out more people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this time, I guess they anticipated that and they brought up a lot of people to stand in line and get their questions ready. It's funny though to see Daryl seated there with this little basket on his lap and Jimmy Church taking the stuff out. It's, I don't know. You you would think they'd do more of a presentation. Here he is. He's arrived. But he's just kind of sitting on stage. Yeah, well, right now he's just Daryl Anka. He's you just Daryl. He's is, our buddy. Which is fine, which is great. But, you know, what we're really waiting for is the channeled alien presence right, coming to sure. us soon. Oh, I should also note, this crowd was more mixed in terms of men and women. Mm-hmm. I would say it was almost like even Steven. Oh, yeah? Okay. I wasn't yeah. tracking that. But that, that makes sense. He has a very everyman sort of quality. Yeah, but I was just thinking, where are all of these men the rest of the time? We're in some of these other talks. Where, His, where are they going? History talks. Okay. Ancient aliens, ancient pyramids. That's true. I guess I see more of them when I do that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy seemed particularly, I don't know, like a little uh, touchy brusque he was kind of rough handling the people he was talking to on the microphone i think Mm. he was just eager to get this thing going oh yeah jimmy's good at crowd control good at being like you all need to get out of here no seriously leave yeah yeah (laughs) that kind of stuff he was saying things like (laughs) am i being aggressive (laughs) but he wouldn't apologize for it uh anyway so daryl made an announcement beforehand saying that bashar tells me he has an announcement to make yes so and then this little joke Please tell me what it is. Because oh, yeah. the idea is that when he is channeling Bashar, his senses are so diluted or out of the way that he's not fully aware of everything yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's an interesting claim that he mm-hmm. may or may not have even intended to make. Yeah, and I think that's something that you could probably... That might be a good opportunity to sort of pick apart this underlying story if you mm-hmm. were to ask Daryl Anka questions. And and I also wonder then if Bashar talks to him, 
how does he do it then? So it's not through the channeling because mm, right. that wouldn't be any good if like I was to inhabit your body and be like, hey, Carrie, I'm here. <laughs> so I'm going to have a big announcement. Carrie, where are you? Oh, that's right. You're channeling uh, I'm me. you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hold on. <laughs> like they must have some other form of communication. Yeah. If uh, he's able to warn him, there's going to be a big announcement. But now he's got the crowd all excited right, about right. that. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of in the like multiple personality claim having amnesia between your parts. People used to claim, oh, I, I don't remember at all when I switch between my my alters. Oh. And that's completely changed. Now most people say they have some level of co-consciousness between their alters. Do you think that might at all be because they found themselves in those awkward positions where they realized, oh, I did know more about what was happening to that other person yes. than I let on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like something like that might be the case with Daryl. Well... In that spirit, he tells us all, well, I'll see you later, because he realizes, okay, I'm going to let in Bashar. We'll, we'll resume our interaction some other time, but Daryl's going away now. So uh, he clears his throat dramatically. He drinks some water. And it's interesting. He has this little, I don't know, kind of routine worked out where he starts to connect and his body fidgets a bit. He makes little like kind of clacking noises with his jaw. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird and like little little head little jerk, jerks. And it, it looks kind of like, you know, we're starting like a like an old 56 baud modem or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, the robots coming alive or yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's performative and interesting or, you know, that's just how channeling happens. Or maybe someone who's passed out coming to. Okay. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit of that. Little little spasmodic, but eventually he ejaculates the phrase <laughs> I'm going to say good day to you this day of your time. How are you all? All right, all right. We thank you once again for the co-creation of this interaction. Our unconditional love for you all. Let us begin with this transmission. As you can see, this gets a big applause. Yes. And he right away is talking about the year 2023 and how important it is. And for the last few years, <laughs> he's been doing this. We've been in very important years for some time now. Of course. Yeah, that's always you should be listening to me right now because there are very important things happening very soon. Right. Oh, goodness. There's language around this. It's well, it's very repetitive. It's very fast. Also, he puts in all these little weasel words. So he'll say something like, 2023 is the beginning of the window of open contact through 2033. Your decision, your choices shall determine how close open contact can occur. And like everything he's saying is saying like, we are getting close to the opening of the window that will start the (laughs) understanding of what can be the possibility of it. And it's like, stop, say say something. (laughs) So open contact is a direct line to our extraterrestrial terrestrial brethren. Yeah, this is something everybody here wants because we want to stop all this skulking around of maybe seeing a UFO and having the government hide reports and, you know, feeling fairly confident that they're here, feeling incredibly confident that they're here, but not having everyone else around us be so confident about it. Right. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get this out in the open Mm -hmm. and now we'll just see the aliens everywhere. It'll be de rigueur. It'll be part of life. Right. My friend Nancy will stop picking on me for believing all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, all that time you thought I was so silly with my crystals. Well, look, there's the aliens on the five o'clock news. Right. Everybody wants this. And 
2023 opens the window through which a person might sort of <laughs> yeah, get it, near it open will, contact. It will begin to get close to the opening of the window. So it's like, <laughs> you know, he's not promising 2023. So if nothing major happens in 2023, he'll say, ah, but there was a significant moment of... Right. Uh, oh, and there's another escape valve, which yeah. is he, he tells you over and over, he can't actually tell the future because the future doesn't exist. What he can tell you is probability. Yes. So mm-hmm. if you don't follow through, if you don't walk through that window and make open contact happen, Derelinka slash Bashar is still right. Right. You just didn't harness the open window through which you might begin to sort of get open contact. <laughs> exactly. And if you had, then you would, blah, blah, blah. Right. And this is how he talks to you. And he's explaining that actually he was right all along. And this is where I think Daryl or Bashar or both are, are quite clever because uh-huh. he really does leave himself copious escape valves. So many. Whenever he needs them and he works them frequently. He also is very adept at condescension. Mm-hmm. But so he'll he, do it in this like humorous way. Everyone can laugh at you, including you. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny how stuffy I am? But <laughs> it also gets you a little used to that. So you kind of, I don't know, I feel like there's this sort of tacit endorsement of that. So then he can be as condescending in perpetuity with mm-hmm. his with his like, well, this is actually your fault. And you're talking to this alien who thinks differently than you and finds your ways amusing mm-hmm. and will call them out to your face. Right. He ended that whole like weaselly thing that, I don't know, maybe 2023 is going to be the start of <laughs> some open contact thing. Maybe not. Either way, he's still right. He ends it with this phrase, Aveo, which he tells us is a phrase in an ancient language meaning in service. Mm. But now he's open for questions. Questions. So the rest of this will be basically like a sot song where mm-hmm. you have a spiritual leader and people just ask their questions and he answers them sort of using his psychic intuition, again, still as Bashar, mm-hmm. but using his omniscience or something like it. And he's got his eyes closed the whole time. Oh, right. Yes, he does. So all he has to go on are the voices. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's true. He does. Occasionally, I would just sense what looked like the temptation on his part to like see who was asking him this question. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he ever actually did open his eyes. Yeah, that's interesting. He's got to have some devotees that he has come to recognize their voices. Mm, Interesting. Oh, her again. Yeah. Oh, Oh, this guy. (laughs) So Jimmy Church asks his question first. And I was glad about this because this conference happened right at the time that there were all of these... (sighs) Floating objects getting shot down. Yes. And barely anybody was addressing this at this alien conference. That was so nuts. Yeah. I went down to the lobby and I was buying a coffee. And in the coffee shop, I find out that there are all these things in the sky being shot down. It's on CNN on a huge monitor. And I was like, what? Wait, I'm upstairs at the New Age conference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. That's one interesting thing about seeing some of these same speakers year after year, like your Linda Moulton Howes, because they can very easily just give the same stump speech over and over again. But at least you hope there will be some recent news so you can see their spin on it. Yes. Like, that's always fun with Bob Larson. Like, oh, this guy just rampaged and drove into a crowd of people. Let's get Bob Larson's take on it. How does he feel that demons were responsible for this? In the same way, it's fun to hear their take on, like, 
what this means for disclosure for alien presence. Anyways, so Jimmy says, okay, we've had the Air Force shooting down an object recently, another one just today. Mm -hmm. Should we be concerned? Is this something from our planet or our ET brothers and yeah. sisters? Yeah, is it, is it visitors from another planet? And, and Bashar says, I am aware of it. It is something else. It's something else. Yeah, which is interesting because he had been given a few options. But I think he means it's not aliens. Yeah, and yet... And yet, if it, it inspires you <laughs> to walk through the window toward open contact, that is good. And intentional. He said, there are, there are more things in your sky than some of you may know or imagine. Mm. And again, he just told us it's not ETs, but then he jokes, do you not think we are capable of avoiding your missiles? And that got a good laugh from oh, the audience. Yeah. I'll be noting many laughs throughout this. I feel like that's the currency that he deals in. Totally. And he sets up a lot of good laugh lines, and many of them, I think, oh, very clever. Oh, okay, yeah. Well played, sir. I feel like sometimes he just plays on the syntax of a joke. This sounds like a joke. Yeah, and sometimes he's so quick to just like throw your statement back in your face that yeah. it feels like a miss. Like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give that one a B minus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you put yourself out there, you hit some, you miss some others. It's also often at the expense of the question asker, but people Absolutely. take that in good faith. So, speaking of, the first question asker. Yeah. Actually has like a fairly altruistic question. They want to know what they should do this year to help Mother Earth. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, I don't think Bashar really took it in that spirit. It became a question about like what you should be doing in your life. Guy with the backpack asking the question. Yeah. Oh, I think that's how he meant it. What should I personally be doing? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. In in Bashar's response, there wasn't anything like this will help the environment or this will yeah. save species or anything like that. It was just how do you find your passion in life? How do you find excitement? You got to follow the path of excitement. Yes. So one of Bashar's favorite speaking points is something called the formula. And this is a Bashar piece of theology, you might say, which is that whatever gets you excited, whatever ignites your passion, that's what you're here to do. So follow your own excitement mm -hmm. and that will inevitably lead to you creating and contributing something to the greater world that you are perfectly suited for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's so much about how, and we've heard this elsewhere, like what suits you, what's good for you. Mm -hmm. If it resonates with you, then that's great. And it may just be for a certain time mm -hmm. and then follow it as far as it leads you. And then when it doesn't feel relevant anymore, meh, move Discard along. It. It yeah. So, so many questions. The answer will basically be, are you following the formula? Mm -hmm. And he illustrates the formula with a red light and a green light synchronicity. Yeah. And essentially, it's just like traffic lights where things will leap out to you, feel exciting, feel interesting. We'll do those things. That's your green light. And then, you know, stop when there's a red light. Right. So don't just think of synchronicity in terms of wonderful coincidences. Also think of it in terms of terrible ones. Yeah. Oh, you really wanted that job? And you didn't get it? Wonderful. That's a synchronicity, too. He doesn't believe in coincidences, by the way, so... Of course. Yes. Of course. I do. I loved how he ended this one, because he's doing this quick delivery, and he ends it. And it reveals to you, like a reflective mirror, any ideas that may pop up while you're acting on your excitement that feel out of alignment with your excitement, so you can examine why it's there, bring it to the surface of your consciousness, and let it go. Does this answer your question? <laughs> And he just like, it all runs together as one <laughs> sentence and the audience loves that. 
bring it to the surface of your consciousness and then let it go. Does this answer your question? So wild. But it's a calling card. It's something that I think sets him apart and fills up a room. People want this. uh, You know, it's like the Simon Cowell effect, you know, Uh like on um, American Idol. Treat me rotten. Yeah, exactly. Like you're being so on the nose and open and and even rude. But I love it because you're you're you and you're a character. Right, right. So, yeah, hit me with your best shot. He also said in that answer that you never hold on to a belief that you don't believe is to your benefit ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As soon as you identify why you believe it's to your benefit and realize that it is a contradiction to the idea of your vibration, it's gone. You have to make it make no sense to hold on to it as long as you have a reason to hold on to it because you believe it is necessary for you, it will remain so. (laughs) Okay, so I think I think I get what he's saying. Like if you if you realize that you have a guiding principle that isn't that you should let go of, but it's still there. Okay. You know, so maybe, okay, okay. Maybe you think I am unworthy. You just have this underlying storyline going that you're unworthy. Figure out how that belief actually is benefiting you. What's Mm. its side benefit Mm -hmm. that you're getting out of that? Because if you don't identify that, you'll never root out the problematic aspects of that belief. Okay. Yeah, I was clickety-clacking away the whole time on my keyboard. And he'll start... You type? I can type. Whoa, very cool. And it's so difficult just to encapsulate the things that he's saying. Because, again, oftentimes the exact wording choice is important So it's like, oh, how did he phrase that? Oh, I need to come back to that. But also then he'll just restart an idea that he just said like three times in a row. Now he's Mm -hmm. saying it in a slightly different way. It's ugh. Anyways. Yeah, it's like he didn't get satisfied, so he's going to try it again. So I don't expect that many other people in the audience can feel like they are fully present and following his answers in real time. Totally. Because we have the advantage of going back and kind of parsing this two, three times and like really trying to break that down. Okay, I see where he's going with this. And then cross-referencing three websites, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Now, did the next person ask him what it's like to be Russian? Yes. She first asked him, am I being fed? (laughs) And he said... Are you a fed, like federal, part of the government, or are you asking about being given information or food? <laughs> and, and she said, well, someone just dared me to ask you that, to lighten things up. And he said, well, we were having fun. So, okay. is it like his little joke? I thought things were already pretty light in here, but right. he excuses that. And yeah, then she wants to know. Am I being fed? Whether, what the fuck? Yeah, someone dared her to say that. What a dare. Yeah, very weird. I wonder if she was like, hey, what should I ask? And then that person's thinking, well, I would be feeding you a question. So maybe the question is, am I being fed? (laughs) I think you're stretching there. Uh, I want to know what happened here. I'm not sure what the intended effect was. But, you know, he handled it in his Bashar way. And I think aptly. But yeah, then, as you mentioned, she wanted to know whether Americans know what it's like to be Russian. Yeah. What? Why didn't I get this girl's raffle number? (laughs) She has two bad questions. (laughs) So he said, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely no, because there's two similar ideas that we share with the Russians. Not feeling worthy and feeling fear. Yes, being unaware of your own power. And then he mentioned that there are other countries where people feel this as well. So, okay. Well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, nothing very specific to Russia there, but sure. I feel like both of us are being manipulated by Russia. Yeah. That might be a similarity. Oh, 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 because of uh, their power <laughs> over social, social media misinformation. Yeah. True. And, and that was all to say, if you believe you are powerless, 
then you will lash out to prove that you're powerful. We should believe in ourselves. Is that good enough? And the woman said, that's wonderful. Thank you. Because <laughs> she really got something out of he, that. He always wants to make sure he has a happy customer. And he'll ask you point blank, like, Carrie, are you happy with that answer I gave you? Right, which also is so much pressure. Oh, absolutely. 19 people lined up behind uh, you, 800 uh, people in this yeah, room. Like, um, Actually, no, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, most people, even if they're confused, are just going to say like, uh, yes, thank you. And then go try to internally process it. Right, Maybe totally. they'll feel differently later. Very few were the people who are like, well, not quite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I try to do that if I'm asked, honestly, but it's mm. tough. It's hard to it do. It is, yeah. It's, it's tough. I say I veer towards the yeah <laughs> sure <Thank you>. sure <laughs> i'm gonna go chew on that yeah it's uncomfortable okay so the next person wants to know what kind of technology would help them advance to a superhuman level and oh i just picture bashar just deliciously eating this up Ooh, how can i tell her she's a dummy ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> she's already superhuman of course of course how could you even have this question Okay, okay, listen. Technology has been lengthening our lives for so long. Thousands of years. Yeah, technology does not get enough gratitude. He told, I mean, it's such a broad notion. I mean, it's any sort of innovation is a technology. Yeah. Medicine is a technology. Roofs, houses, mm-hmm. you know, like. Washing hands. Yeah, yeah. Like to think that you could just, if you just have a mindset. So what, like my ancestors who were living to like 35, if they had just had a mindset, they'd also be what, 85 when they died? Uh, is this human collaboration? Yeah, and like you and I are just having a really weird conversation with each other right now, but there happen to be little pieces of technology between us, these microphones that are capturing this, and uh-huh. sometime tomorrow, people in South Africa are going to be listening to this. Yeah, I mean, what up, South Africa? Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Freaking cool. Pretty cool. There are some technologies I don't like as much. But Uh, I'm certainly not going to poo-poo the whole category and say I didn't need any of it. And he wasn't even... Kind of. ...bashing technology, but he was just kind of doing his little judo flip where he's saying, but once you get to the realization that you are superhuman, then your technology will reflect that. Yeah. Oh, Uh, hey. Okay. Yeah, big statement with no required effort on his part. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's just very good at that, like saying something that sounds really profound, but he didn't have to do anything to make that real or. Yeah. Should we try it? Yes. OK, I'll ask you a question and you give me a Bashar answer. All right. OK. 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 You could do it. You could do it. Okay. OK. Um, how how do I how do I write my book and get it out by the end of 2024? What happened to hello and thank you? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hello. Hello. And thank you. The book that you want to write, it already exists, does it not? You know the shape of the book that you wish to create, do you not? Yeah. You know what? Wow. I do. So where does that book lie? Is it on paper already? Um, well, sort of. Well, th- but- that means no. So then it is within you. That book wow. is in you and it exists nowhere else. And you must create that. And it can only come from you. Does that answer your question? Yes. <laughs> I've got to, I got to get this podcast recorded. So yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a very good Bashar oh, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you could do it. Oh, thank you. Good day. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the secret. Uh, did you want to be Bashar? Okay, sure. I'll try. I'll try. Okay. okay. I'm not going to do the voice. 
<laughs> Bashar, I, I feel like I'm just, I'm constantly swimming in too many commitments, too many things that I've said I am going to do and I want to do them well, all. stop but getting I, in the pool so much. I'm, I'm sorry. Stop but, getting in the pool so much. You're swimming I, so much. I, well, I don't, I don't have a pool. I, don't, I really don't go swimming. It was a metaphor. We thought it was funny. Okay. Yeah, about my commitments. Like, should I be just working harder? Is that what? Because that's usually what I try to do. Uh, but I don't. I don't. Are you following have... the formula? Oh yeah. Remind me the formula. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The red light, green light thing. Follow your passion. Find the thing that you are most excited about. <sighs> follow that to its final nth. And mm-hmm. if you do not find more, then you know that you have circled back to the beginning. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And yeah. when you follow your passion, <laughs> then uh, you will never be fatigued and you will never be sorry for the time that you spent because you spent it on your highest good. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> sorry, because even when you're doing that, I can feel my brain lagging a step behind and trying to like replay what you just said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's very effective. Yep. And still keep up with the social commitments embedded mm-hmm. in the sentence. Yep. Oh, by the way, that lady who was asking about becoming superhuman. I-, I love these little exchanges as people come up and exchange pleasantries. And she says, Good day, Bashar. I knew you good day. I missed you. <laughs> I was at the Did you throw storm. something at me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So excited to see you in 2023. Oh, all right. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> It's a different use of the word missed. The audience likes it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's like the aliens have trouble with jokes. They make jokes, but they also don't understand them from other people. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, his whole alien shtick is that uh, I take everything you say literally because I'm an alien and I don't know your culture fully. But then I also make jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and we talk about the nature of humor in a bit. So. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there and, and get his thoughts. So so now we have a blonde woman in a brown shirt and blue jeans. That was my note taking. Wow. Made sure to note what everybody was wearing. Nice. If you need to know what any of these people are wearing, just ask me. I'll <laughs> okay. let you know. Okay, good. Okay, so she has a question about children. Yeah, the next generation. Can we teach them well and let them lead the way? (laughs) Show them all the beauty they possess inside? Yeah, she has noticed that kids born today are really intuitive, spiritual. They're, Mm. They're different from the previous generations, which I remember people saying about my generation when I was a kid. Oh, Because the indigo indigo kids thing was very big. Mm -hmm. So she, it turns out, is seeing something real. Bashar lets her know that the generation being born right now, not only are they super intuitive, they are a new species. Okay, a new species. Yeah. There's something a little better, more magical than human. They're great teachers, and you must let them be themselves. Yeah, I think he was saying something about them having kind of innate telepathic abilities. Yep. And he dropped the phrase, telepathy is telepathy. <gasps> Very twin ray. Ooh, Very yes, twin ray. is. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. all we have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so it, be nice to your kids. It was, Just let them be. Some of these were really quick, and that one was pretty quick. Asked and answered. Yep. So, yeah, then a woman in a black sweatshirt and skirt. <laughs> <laughs> what color is the skirt? The skirt is also black. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. got it. She asks about a solar flash and a polar flip that are coming in 2023. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I would have heard about any real polar flip, like a magnetic flip. Is that uh-huh. what she's saying? Oh, maybe. That's probably not happening 
So he shoots this one down right away. Yeah, he cannot comment. Yeah, this is something Real- we are not allowed to address at this time. Anything else? And she says, nope. And she's she's okay with that. She leaves. Yeah, that was the only question you had. I respect that. Yeah. This is the question. Yeah. I'm gone now. Yeah, real Glomar response. He tends to do this to like sort of do a can't confirm nor deny kind of answer. You say Glomar? Oh, Glomar response. Yeah, that's the um, I cannot confirm that the information you are uh, seeking even exists. Gotcha. It's named after a, a legal case. Oh, interesting. I've yeah, I've heard that phrase so many times and I try to use some variant of that when whenever anybody presses me for like future Disney information. Oh, like, yeah. If I knew anything about that, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then they always take that as a so it is happening (laughs) right right actually most of the time no right 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 but i'm i'm giving you a consistent answer so that the other ones don't stand out exactly yeah i think this has served him well he glomars quite a bit and often it will be about things that are politically relevant he doesn't want to ever comment on politics Mm, mm -hmm. but it can also just be oh uh, yeah of course i know about that but i'm not at liberty to, to discuss it yeah i think it's another release valve that he can use whenever he just feels a little out of his depth and he can just yep. be like oh we are not allowed to talk about that yeah uh you aren't huh uh-huh. all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah excuses some limitations in his knowledge set for sure then someone wanted to know i i thought this was a great question someone wanted to know um yeah, yeah, yeah. basically how does this fit in to all the other religious traditions that are prevalent in the u.s so the guy asking the question had a christian background and a baha'i background mm-hmm. and he grew up in africa oh okay i missed that yeah and so he's kind of you know he's kind of searching around for the question as he's asking it but mm-hmm. I, I would say he's kind of saying how does this fit in you know i feel nervous around a channeler so yeah Help me feel better about this. How do you feel you fold into my pre-existing religious beliefs? Well, and also he was trying to reconcile kind of things he knew from Christianity and things he knew from the Baha'i faith. Yeah, and And uh, yeah, Bashar had an interesting take on this. He said, okay, well, no matter what the source of your information is, it's always subject to interpretation. Right. So you're always going to get that. So the underlying realities may be fully consistent and we just, we don't see that consistency because we're dealing with human language the messenger always corrupts the message somewhat yeah the earth terminology getting in the way so you know um, it's an interesting thought yeah but he was like i basically i can't comment on other faiths but take what's true to you and leave the rest and mm-hmm. then there was a little bit of of discussion about things that are true to you he, he throws a bone to other psychics here even and he says you know there's no prediction of the future we've mentioned he keeps making that point And he says, you know, you can see these resonances leading towards a certain outcome. And so you can say that. And if momentum stays the same, that's where you'll end up. But if you change it, if you act on it, well, then it becomes obsolete. And so it doesn't mean that psychic was wrong when they said something. Certainly not me. Yeah. yeah. So he's helping out the psychics and he's helping himself out too. Uh, I did think it was interesting. That guy, he had two questions. That was the second one. Mm. But the first one was, what do you make of the book by Michael Desmark? I think it was. I had to look this up. And there's... Mm. It's called the Theauba Prophecy, something like that. Uh And Bashar kind of immediately shut that down. Again, a release valve that he probably needs because people come to him with all of these little systems that they're into, or I follow this person, or I talk to this entity. And that's a tough thing for him to deal with all these other original sources of information, even if he is familiar with them. And so he said, we do not endorse any particular philosophy or work. Follow it as long as it attracts you and then do not. 
And he says this applies to him, too. If there's mm-hmm. something that doesn't match for yeah. you, go ahead and discard it. Which is fair. Yeah, but it, it is, and it's not. like <laughs> <laughs> So, like, it's, this whole, like, something being true for you thing is so poo-pooing there being a separate truth from you mm-hmm. that something is just can be objectively true whether you believe in it or not. Yeah. But I think the good there is, like, if something isn't ringing true for you, explore that figure mm. out mm. what's what's blocking you from believing this oh, okay what rather, more information will you need rather than as he's saying just sort of drop it yeah right 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 yeah and, and also it's just a complete abnegation of any liability for ideas you know it's yes. just like okay well that seemed good to you at the time and now it doesn't so no need to review or question or censure or anything you know like mm-hmm. there's it uh, takes out the objectivity yeah, yeah. I mean, no science experiments would get done this way, that's for sure. Right, right. Yeah, and we talked about that with Lori Spagna because she had very much that same attitude of yep. like, well, if it serves you, if not, let it go. Right. Cool. Yeah. That doesn't tell us what's true. Right. It's good if you're selling shirts, maybe. <laughs> so someone else also had a a question about religion. Mm-hmm. Said they came from a conservative Christian background. Oh, I'm, you know what? I, I don't even have a description of this question. Ask her, what, what were they wearing? She's got a green shirt and black pants. There we go. <laughs> she came from a conservative. This is what I provide. <laughs> For this podcast. uh, I would not even notice. She said, it like, basically, it took me a lot of effort Mm -hmm. to pay attention to you. You know, you kept kind of, I kept hearing about you, but I didn't want to pay attention because I have these negative associations with channelers. Yeah. Um, And he wiggles his finger and says, oh, spooky. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So she asked him, basically, why do some religions disparage channeling? Mm -hmm. And she's not even content with, you know, spooky, as he calls it. She says, yeah, well, I thought it was evil. That's what I was taught. And uh, he responds, well, do you recognize the paradox inherent in that, that the people who react to new things and call them evil are perpetuating the idea of evil? And the audience has this collective, oh, Mm. moment. Some truth there. Yeah, yeah. And he says, why does religion marginalize those voices and call them evil? Because of fear. I was like, okay, this is a good observation. Fear, doubt, lack of belief in their own worthiness. And I got to say, some percentage of of the phrases he utters have some ring of truth to them Mm -hmm. or like good advice. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me think like, okay, this was your way to get out into the world and share advice with people. And Mm -hmm. you you found this kind of mechanism and, I don't know, show really that you're putting on. Uh, But, you know, you just want to give advice to people. And it's going to all come from... Daryl Anka. Right. He knows that if he just says, I'm Daryl Anka and I made some small budget films, but you know what? I made movies. You know my uncle's name. You should listen to me. So would you like to also be like sort of okay at doing something? You can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Then no one listens. You don't fill hotel ballrooms for that. Right. It's so interesting because it's so tied to that one individual and the things that they know about the world and their way of processing things that they're told in the moment. Whereas like a larger religion may start that way, but at some point it gets smoothed over. It gets the voice of the aggregate. Mm -hmm. It it has a lot of trial and error and um, reformations. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it it becomes a little smoothed out over time. And as a lone, actor you you get to bypass all of that if you will you just get to completely bypass that whole process yeah yep yep 
until it takes off without you, which could happen. You know, he's clearly a smart guy. You know, I think all of this takes a lot of intelligence and to do in the moment as he does and spin these very long answers and have them be somewhat cogent when you look back at them later. You know, it, yeah. it, it is impressive. I'm so curious what's really going on for him. Mm-hmm. Like, is there is there some sort of dissociative state he enters that then he sort of capitalizes on and makes into a bigger deal when he could just take the scientific explanation of just like some people are prone mm-hmm. to dissociation. Uh, sometimes they go into this kind of like weird little state. And, yeah, uh, this way he doesn't have to be beholden to that. He doesn't have to He doesn't have to be accurate about the latest state of science. He just needs to know where to keep his feet away from the edges of that mm-hmm. and let the experts do their expert thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he's very good at towing that line. So this woman with the religious upbringing, she starts forming another question about her personal motivation, and he cuts her off and just goes into his talk about passion and doing what is right for you. So it was very repetitive of kind of what he said earlier. The formula. Though there was an interesting exchange where he said, well, what's more tiring, going with the flow or swimming upstream? And so she said, well, swimming upstream. (laughs) He said, well, sometimes swimming upstream can build certain muscles. And sure, but that's not what you asked. But, uh, you know, that got a laugh and I thought, oh, uh, that's kind of a cool takeaway. I like that. I like that little phrase you just uh, encapsulated. Yeah, if he hadn't trapped her before he said it. (laughs) Well, I I think she was also showing a little bit of hesitancy not to swim upstream like she kind of wanted to. Mm. So he was sort of giving her a little bit of, oh, well, there's an advantage to that. Maybe that is right for you. Um, But then he does the opposite and says, but a new definition of surrendering is surrendering to the control that already exists within. Uh, Again, something that doesn't really mean anything, uh, but he gives you kind of a valid option to choose either one, you know, which uh, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, it's funny that whole um, we're afraid of our own power kind of sentiment. Mm. I've never understood that. Yeah. When people say, there's like, I think it's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. Oh, really? I think so. Well, she um, can't be wrong. But <laughs> someone's saying, like, it's actually our power that frightens us. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. Not in all situations, at least. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm afraid of climate change. And then there was someone who had a question who was a healer. I'm not sure what kind. But they basically said, can I use your special blue light healing technique to cause immediate blink of an eye healing? Yeah, like she had already been, as I understood it, playing around with this. And and he had this kind of lackadaisical like, oh, is it working for you? Kind of attitude like, you know, I'm not here to market my blue light technology, but if it's working for you. And yeah, he kind of cut her off when she started asking this very specific question about, okay, so my eyes start blinking and he's like, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) <laughs> don't want to hear it <laughs> and then and she like even asked like okay like uh, do i sit down now am i, am I done <laughs> yeah he says okay i'm gonna allow the question but i will decide whether to respond or not but he ultimately tells her to like let go of this expectation like don't don't expect to heal anyone really rapidly mm-hmm. and i think he's like latching onto the fact that she's asking specific questions about like okay please explain this method to me right and he says Uh, I don't like your energy, lady. (laughs) He says, like, when someone shares a technique with you, what you do with it is totally up to you. I offer no customer service. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's another way of saying exactly that sentiment. And he says, you're an eternal, infinite soul. What is your hurry? Which is something he said many times throughout this talk, 
which is like, oh, why are you in such a rush to solve this? Take your time, experiment, you know, do your own thing. If the salesperson has disappointed you in this life, don't worry, there's a second one. She takes that and says, yes, sir. So he seems a little perturbed and says, all right, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like being called sir. But he also said that healings work as well as the strength of the client's belief. So we've got this Mm -hmm. nice little passing the buck kind Mm -hmm. of situation here where it's one person whose fault it is we know is not Bashar. Yeah. Could not possibly be his fault. Of course not. Maybe the healer for being too eager, maybe the client for not believing enough, but certainly not Bashar. (laughs) Right. He's done his job. It's out there. You do with it what you will. (laughs) Oh, this was interesting. Yeah. So this woman in a jean jacket comes up and asks about gold and the human consciousness. Oh, yeah. What was she at? It was, there was jargon in here. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to know why are we so attracted to gold? That's what it all boiled down to. Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh, and he responded with jargon. It can be accelerative to the electron field around your body that you typically refer to as an aura. The idea of why gold is gold is because the electrons around those atoms are actually spinning around near the speed of light. And that creates the color that lets you know it is a high vibration that does not deteriorate. It is a reflection of the idea that physical reality itself is an illusion because physical reality deteriorates. But the higher frequency is something that can act as a bridge between the lower vibration of physical reality and the higher vibration of spirit. That's why it has been so attractive to so many people for so long, even though they don't understand why they are so attracted to it. It's because it represents the bridge between physical and non-physical reality as a higher vibration that you all seek. Wow. Yes. Does that help? And she says yes. No. But it's whatever. It's just pretty, you guys. But you want technical. We got technical with the next question asker. Oh, yeah. This, okay. This guy has studied Bashar, mm-hmm. and he wants to like build devices based on his advices. And he... <laughs> And he wants to connect a few different thoughts Bashar has had over time so that they make consistent sense, which is a mistake, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of surprised at how willing Bashar was to kind of go along with this because I could also sense sort of a discomfort of, okay, you're trying to like work consistency on top of all these random utterances I've made over decades. Which I just made clear to the last woman I do not do. Yeah, (laughs) no customer support. That's right. So, yeah. Oh, goodness. This guy just like goes right into it. He's got a cowboy hat. That's important. Oh, that. No, that helps. He's cowboy hat guy. And he doesn't try to explain any of this. He doesn't care if the audience understands what he's talking Uh, about. I think that's part of it. Like, I I get it. I get your jargon. Oh, I follow you. You know, like (laughs) that. Right. Oh, you're communicating his own uh, level of 100 percent studentship. Absolutely. Like, look, now you're finally talking to an adept here. Exactly. Let's, Let's just do the rest of the conversation like this right (laughs) all y'all can sit back down so he says okay so the fibonacci spiral being the active principle of physical reality and Bashar's like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm my brain goes stop stop hang on (laughs) so so i'm interested in the optimal frequency that will affect distortions in the morphogenetic field there we're bringing that out again He says, okay, but what I was really curious about was there's the symbol of the sigil crystal that has six sides representing the six hybrid races. And Bashar jumps in and he says, well, five (laughs) hybrid races, but Earth is becoming the sixth. 
And the guy's like, okay, good to know that we're part of that. <laughs> Anyways, so the codons in the DNA, they're in triplets. So, and he's like giving exact numbers. So it multiplies out to 64 and then this, blah, blah, blah. And Bashar again is like, okay, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so the cowboy hat guy wants to know, okay, so how would the frequency of the technology that's being developed, he wants, he's like, he's trying to build a prototype. And Bashar says, prototype of what? And somehow the formula has to do with this technology that he wants to build. It's like, I want to turn the formula into a device. He wants to build a frequency-emitting system that entrains the physical energy to the golden mean. (laughs) Easy peasy. So Bashar says, okay, well, I'm not going to give you the exact answer, but you can start with the Schumann resonant frequency which is 7.85 cycles per second, of uh-huh, course. Of course. And this is a popular thing. If you look at the booths around this conference, you'll see a lot of references to Schumann resonant oh, okay. frequency. Um, is it a thing? Yeah, okay. it's a thing. But they make a lot of hay out of it. Right, right, right. Like the Fibonacci sequence. And he says, and then you build up with phi ratio increments amplifying each other. Uh-huh. And then the guy says, oh, well, I was thinking of starting with, and then he gives the number for phi and says, I was going to start there. And Bashar's like, no, no, no. You start at the Schumann resonance and then you build up by that, by that ratio. So, uh-huh. okay. okay. That, and this kind of gives the guy like, oh, okay. This gives me something to work <laughs> with. So, you know, he was able <sighs> to carry on that conversation. Wow. Uh, and, okay. And then the cowboy hat guy says, okay, so another question about connecting with, and he uses some name that sounded like Karanos or something like that. And Bashar Theranos. says, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be slightly different energy. <laughs> And so Bashar gets excited and says, ah, yes, the winter spirit. Yes. So in the moment, this just washed over me. But later on, I was like, uh, winter, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I looked it up and the winter spirit, a.k.a. Willa Hillacrissing. I'm so glad you looked this up. You showed me yesterday. But <laughs> holy moly. So it turns out Daryl, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that. Daryl channels Bashar, who sometimes channels uh-huh. a winter spirit uh-huh. named Willa Hillacrissing. Willa Hillacrissing, <laughs> who is, of course, Irish. But 700 years in the future, Irish. Yes. And she's like a little like wood sprite from the forest. She I don't has know. red hair. Yeah, there are illustrations of her. He has like uh, books. They're the kind of illustrations where you're like, oh, the person drawing this was horny. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Oh, you got a thing for uh, scrappy looking forest sprites with red hair. Right, right. Yeah, okay, so this person asked about the winter spirit. Okay. Yeah, so cowboy hat guy wants to see if he can directly connect with the winter spirit. And Bashar says, well, don't laugh, but yes. And everybody laughs. You can connect with her. Any symbol that vibrates for you (laughs) in the, I don't know, the frequency, the realm of the winter spirit can help you connect. And so then the guy says, sweet Moses. And Bashar says, well, him too, if you wish. Oh, Oh, he's so clever. He's so fast. Love it. And then the guy, like, he wants to keep going. So he's got another question ready. And finally, Bashar is like, that is enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> You've asked enough questions. This happens on Bashar's live stream a lot too, where people, you know, they get their two minutes with Bashar mm-hmm. and they really try to stretch it out. And he's finally like, no, 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 no. I, I hear from you every Tuesday. For the uh, and remember audio, we'll play one of his channelings of Bashar channeling Willa Hillacrissing the winter spirit and using a different accent for Bashar and a really bad accent for <laughs> Willa Hillacrissing. It does feel like I'm looking at someone who really wanted to do sketch comedy and it just didn't pan out yeah (laughs) these are all my characters i went to the local theater i signed up and i i got a small role in death of a salesman but i I thought i should have been one of the leads and i don't know i just i need more in my life so i'm doing this now yeah yeah it does it does feel like that here's one nice thing i can say about bashar okay good website yeah Oh, he's got a lot going on there. You know, some of these people, they don't make good websites. But Bashar slash Daralinka, pretty good website. And if I wanted to make a website today, in 2023, you know what I would use? If you wanted it to be even better than Bashar's website, you could do it with Squarespace. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that the all-in-one platform for building your brand or growing your business online? Why, yes, it is. And it can help you stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create... Even your time, oh, Carrie. That's Even so your time. true. I've used Squarespace a number of times and it has served me very well. It lets you add online booking and scheduling for your classes or your sessions or whatever it is that you sell. Mm-hmm. Clients can easily see your availability or reschedule if you have clients. Yeah, and it comes with so many tools. It's all online. You don't have to download any special software. And uh, one really cool thing, I, I love this about a Squarespace website. If you hit escape on your keyboard while you're on the site, it brings up the login to log into your Squarespace account. Oh, okay. Which is, I don't know, just really cool. So you like edit it right there on the page. Maybe you keep one tab open and you're looking at it while you're saving and refreshing stuff. Anyways, it's very refreshing. (laughs) And (laughs) Do you not think that it is refreshing? (laughs) I do. Yes. Yeah, absolutely is. And, And another thing I really love, as I've mentioned many times, is that you can try it out. You can play around with it and start building your site even before you pay a dime. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is amazing. And every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides to help maximize prominence among search results. So when people are Googling lady who channels alien in Des Moines, mm-hmm. they'll find your Squarespace website so before all the other women who channel aliens make in sure, Des Moines. Make sure all the keywords are there and let Squarespace do the rest with all the you know search engine optimization. And Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, mm-hmm. updates, and you can categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make sure your content is working for you. Look, Ugh. every Everybody needs a website. Maybe it's for you mm-hmm. or maybe it's for your business or your passion. Follow that passion. Green light. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that with squarespace.com and you want to make sure that they know we sent you. Yes. So head to squarespace.com slash oh no for a free trial. And what do you do, Carrie, when you're ready to launch? You use the offer code Ohno, O-H-N-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, class. Tomorrow's exam will cover the science of cosmic rays, the morals of art forgery, and whether or not fish can drown. Any questions? Yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? 
It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything, where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. <laughs> so the next guy who comes up to Bashar has a beard Ooh. and a black and white shirt. And he wants to know about this entity he's been in contact with. And I got to say, if I was in Bashar's uh, New Balance sneakers, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, oh, no, this guy has his own little personal revelation, this entity yeah, he's talking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's equipped to handle this kind of query because he's going to be generally encouraging about it and say like, OK, well, yeah, keep doing this. And the guy says, okay, well, I don't know how to consciously initiate contact. Like this sort of happened by happenstance. It was cool, but I want to get back there on command, essentially. So Bashar says, okay, well, don't get too up in your head about what you need to do. And he goes into detail about like, well, here's where you can like relax and get in this kind of breathing pattern and blah, blah, blah. And like he really does explain kind of a method of doing this. Mm -hmm. And then the guy says, okay, but is there a specific technique and Bashar this time rightly says, did I not just describe it? <laughs> yeah. Because he often chastises people that way where it's like, oh, you're expecting people to be way more attentive than they are. But in this case, it was like, yeah, you did just answer that question. So I, yeah. I was on Bashar's side. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I did feel like he was just sort of vaguely describing meditation, though. Like he could have been more precise. And to be fair... It made more sense to me as I was re-listening mm-hmm. to it than mm-hmm. when I initially heard it. But then the guy was just still kind of sitting there, hanging, not knowing what to do. And so Bashar says, well, is there any fear remaining? And the guy says, well, I guess I'm like a little worried about looking silly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Bashar has, I think, a very telling answer. Okay. All right. Well, what remains? Probably the fear of looking silly. But it didn't stop you from getting up and asking a question to someone who says they're an alien. Right. So I got a good laugh from the audience, but at the same time, wow, this feels a little objective third person saying like, you know, here you are talking to this guy who says he's an alien. Yeah, yeah. Just seemed a little distancing, a little uh, puncturing of his whole mythos. And I thought it was interesting that he said it. Yeah, I I feel like these like cult leader types and adjacents kind of do this, you know, where it's sort of like, oh, you can't blame me for not being upfront about this. Mm. I even like made you face it here and there that I'm a weirdo. Uh huh. But then I'm going to use that against you. You know, like, look how look how forthright I was. Mm-hmm. I even said that. So I think this is a good moment to play for you something I found in a documentary we watched a long time ago. Okay. Very early in our show called The Nature of Existence. The Nature of Existence by Roger Nygaard. Favorite Ona Ross and Carrie <laughs> guest. So we had talked to him at the time about that film and he had gone around just asking a bunch of spiritual types and some scientists hey, what do you think about what this all is, this planet we live on, existence itself? Yeah. The, kind of the biggest of all questions. And so he would cut to a lot of different figures. And I realized Bashar had been included as one of the people so wild. he talked yeah, to. Yeah, great. And the film came out in 2010. So, you know, sometime okay. around or before then. So here's a clip of Bashar speaking then on his own nature. 
It could be coming from another aspect of my own consciousness. It could be coming from my guide. It could be coming from another being altogether. It could just be coming from God. In some sense, an aspect of my own imagination may be making it all up. But I think that that idea in and of itself is sometimes just as astounding. <laughs> Lord. There it is. There it is, folks. Uh, I think that's very telling. Yeah. You know, could just be an aspect of my personality making it all up. Right. Then that's astounding, isn't it? Yeah, it is astounding, but <laughs> in is. a totally different way. Yeah. Astounding that you have the chutzpah right. to do that. So I think that is quite telling. That reminds me of when Michelle remembers the satanic ritual abuse memoir was oh, making, Ross remembers. He make, he was making the talk show circuit. <laughs> Maybe the listener does. Yeah, I, I just couldn't, couldn't resist. Um, do you not know that I know that book? <laughs> um, when that was making the talk show circuit and it was full of just like completely absurd claims. Mother Mary shows up in this book in the flesh. I mean, it's mm. it's so insane. But as that was making the rounds, Lawrence Pazder, who had co-authored the book and was Michelle's therapist, at one point he said that it didn't matter if it was true as long as it was true to her. And it's like, you have implicated thousands of people in a conspiracy circle you've convinced this woman you have like sequestered her in her own mind so that she trusts no one else but it doesn't matter if she was mistaken it just all that matters is how it was to her (sighs) this has that same vibe to me yeah that's so frustrating to me because boy there is where we differ like uh, reality matters what's true matters And it's so frustrating, the people who just navigate life by just kind of saying what's useful to them in the Uh moment. uh Hey, it helps me to say these words to you and I can because the English language is here at my disposal. (laughs) And then years later, if you hold them accountable or if you go back to it, you'll be like, well, you were wrong. And they don't care. They don't want to engage on that or no one remembers or the moment is past. It's so frustrating to me. It doesn't matter. It was true to them. uh, Couldn't we have cared at the moment whether that was true or not? Because it's making a lot of extra work for everybody yeah yeah a lot of confusion so yeah that's frustrating for me yep yep and here we are and here we are and then he transitions into saying that if you and and i again i think this is telling while he's talking about himself he says if you have a gift to give part of that equation is that there will be an audience to receive it yes because that would be ridiculous if you know you had this gift and nobody's listening to it like for example what if you were really good at doing characters and impressions (laughs) and all your friends are like you're only okay at it but then you realize that hundreds of people will come and pay for you to do impressions as long as you say it's an alien and that you have a very quick wit and occasional good advice Mm -hmm. then yeah there needs to be an audience for that yeah and in this case there is they're all around us so (laughs) yeah he's it's just like a coin with one side if there's a head there's always going to be the tail side as well i think Uh, this is true to some degree like you'll probably always find someone else who has the same questions you've got so if you're mm -hmm. like really thinking about writing an essay about blanks you want to get to the bottom of it Mm -hmm. there's probably someone else who wants to read that but yeah but that still might not mean that you're going to make money that's going to be your career maybe maybe there are five people interested in that instead of 500 well you see carrie you must at least try it first because that is your passion and you follow the passion and maybe you will find that it does not work for you that way but the thing that you are waiting for that does resonate with you will be there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you will follow that path i'm so frustrated by this because i think it's like mostly good advice yeah 
but it's not good advice in the end because and, it's too overstated. Right. And the whole premise through which it's delivered is, I would venture deceptive mm -hmm. to begin with. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. At least misleading, whether it's intentional or not. Yeah. And yeah. Th that kind of matters. So that's a, just a taste of the questions Bashar answered or yeah. tried to. And we're going to come back and hit the rest of the questions and tell you a little more that we found out about Bashar in our next episode. There will be more Bashar. There will be more of this talk and uh, some more inside info, as Carrie says. Uh, that's it for this episode. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. This episode was edited by Ross Blotcher. And this show was listened to Actually, by this episode was edited by me, but Ross channeled me while he did it. Well, that's so convenient. I, I get all the credit for the next several hours. Carrie bought me tacos. Oh, that's true. That's true. And this episode was listened to by you, listener. Thank yes. you so much for being part of this whole equation, being one of our friends on the other side oh, of yeah. this technology that we are very grateful for. Say your name out loud now. Oh, Good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Insert name here. Your name. But yeah, we're big fans of you. And thank you for supporting us. It's very Special thanks to everybody who chooses to support us through Maximum Fun, uh, our podcast network. And if you want to be one of those people that make all of this possible, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. And remember, in conjunction with the idea that we are transmitting this information to you this day of your time in the Sedona Vortex, this very powerful interdimensional gate, we will be once again allowing a being known as Willa Hillacrissing to address certain ideas. We will help facilitate the transmission of her consciousness from her reality through the channel to your reality. So we will, thus, in introducing once again her to you, allow her to communicate certain concepts that are necessary now for Many of you to begin to absorb with respect to a deeper understanding of parallel realities. How it is you use parallel realities in your daily lives. Because you all do all the time. And thus then a bit at a time, a piece at a time, her information being that she is, in her time frame, 700 years in what you call your future on Earth, she is a parallel reality specialist. Thus then, highly qualified to deliver to you, more precisely, this information. One moment. All right, then. At this time, I will say good day to you, my cookies. We will describe to you now what we will call in our lexicon PIN charts, P-I-N, which stands for Parallel Incarnation Chart. This is one of the devices that we use to understand, to express, to record the idea of our perception of different parallel incarnations. For again, even though you may think of the idea of past and future lives, as the Bashar has explained, they are all simultaneously coexistent, all exist at once. And again, were it not so, we could not be having this lovely conversation now today, could we? 
For I exist simultaneously with you, even though you perceive me being 700 years in your future. Hey, let us guess. You love books, but wish you had more time to read. Or maybe you used to read a lot, but life has gotten in the way, kids, grad school, you name it. Maybe you don't know where to start and bookish social media is overwhelming. How do people on TikTok read so many books? Oh my God, I don't know. And maybe you've been reading the same book for six months and now it's permanently attached to your bedside table. Maybe you don't even know what you like to read anymore. We're reading glasses and don't worry, we got you. We'll get you back into reading and help you enjoy books again. Reading Glasses, every week on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.